Indiana Bible College is committed to training tomorrow's apostolic leaders today. This is the Indiana Bible College podcast. And on today's episode, we have a getting to know you with our executive vice president, Reverend Jason Gallion. I know that you'll enjoy his incredible storytelling ability. If you enjoy getting to know more about Indiana Bible College, chances are you enjoy getting to know more about the Bible. Enter the Apostolic Doctrine Conference. Happening just in the beginning weeks of August, it's going to cover things like holiness, soteriology, theology of leadership, and more. You do not want to miss this incredible online event, the Apostolic Doctrine Workshop. Right now, let's get to know Reverend Jason Gallion, Indiana Bible College Executive Vice President. Brother Gallion, thank you so much for being with us here on the IBC podcast. It's wonderful that you're taking the time to share a little bit about yourself. To get people started, you know, what is your role here? Of course, you've been campus pastor for a number of years, but can you share your new role and uh, what a day or a, a work week looks like for you? Uh, honestly, it, it varies. Um, so this this new role that we're fulfilling as vice president, my wife and I, is been very interesting to say the least. Uh, the past year, we we were asked to do this um, in the middle of a pandemic, and uh, when we stepped into our first semester, it would be hard for me to say what the average work week looked like. It was uh, it was challenging to say the least with quarantine rooms and students. Uh, of course, I don't have to go into detail. And so I feel like that our first entire semester was um, just a whirlwind of, of crisis and challenges and um, things that we had to navigate through. But I can say this, that God helped us in this new role. God was with us. He, he led us by his grace and mercy. And we're very thankful for that. And then, of course, our second semester, I felt like that things started to get back to normal. And so honestly, I'm, I'm looking forward to this coming fall. I, I really feel like that this will be the beginning of a normal year. And uh, so I look forward to seeing what, what this looks like from this position. Uh, I was very comfortable as campus pastor. I, I loved my job, very thankful that Brother Mooney asked me to step into that role. And it was an honor to serve under him. And now with this transition that's taking place, I know there have been challenges and will be challenges ahead of us, and I'm confident that God is with us and that His Spirit will lead and guide us. And I believe in Indiana Bible College, and I know that God has a plan for IBC, and I'm excited to see how that unfolds. You know, you've got a very neat story going back all the way to Bible College. You mentioned it even in this session that you gave for uh, the workshop that we're doing about how when you came to Bible College, you did not feel like preaching was in your future, but yet between God and mentors, that just started to open up for you. Can you share a little bit about that and how God just moved your ministry uh, in those early years? You know, I, I was a very introverted young man, and I, I, I still am introverted, believe it or not. Uh, I like solitude. That's that's where I find rest and strength and reprieve is a Sabbath on occasion, a personal Sabbath. And and uh, my wife is the opposite. She's an extrovert. And, but I think the longer that we're married, um, you know, she has taken on introverted qualities and I've taken on extroverted qualities. And I really truly believe that that, that comes down to God um, equipping your ministry and God uh, helping your ministry. I, I believe that 
if you're called to preach to be a minister of the gospel, you cannot hide behind a personality trait. I, I just don't feel that that's right. I don't feel that you're capable of doing that any longer because the commission is there and, and you're in the people business and you reach people. And so I think God has opened that up in my life and God has helped me to overcome. Just because I find strength in being introverted, that doesn't mean I constantly have to stay introverted. I, I can push myself into reach and to minister. And I really think that was real hard for me as a young man. I, I kept looking at my inability to speak to people, to connect with people, my inability to stand in front of a crowd. And I thought, well, I'm disqualified. And I would say this to every young man and young woman, that you're not disqualified by your personality type. You just have to be open enough that when God challenges you, that he's going to prepare you for that challenge. And so you have to step into that. And I think that's really the key. That's what I had to learn. And thankfully, I had people in my life that, that pushed me and that helped me and that affirmed me. I, I think all of those uh, pushing and helping and affirming are, are pretty critical when it comes to developing a young minister. Because if you're not there to, to give them the right resources to help them, then you're asking them to fail. If, if you're not there to push them, uh, sometimes they'll never take a chance. And then, of course, if you're not there to tell them when they did well, they're, they're going to seek affirmation someplace. And so it's better to find the affirmation in a mentor and a leader. So God has really helped me in those areas. And I can say that if he did it for me, he can do it for you. Um, IBC was that, that pivotal place in my life. And that was my defining moment where you know, there, was, there was several events that took place at my tenure, that first year at IBC, before, during, and after, that began to shape and mold me uh, for that defining moment to where I, I came to the conclusion that I have, I've got to accept this calling. And if I don't, it, my, I don't know where my life will be. My life will not cease to continue as it is. And so it was kind of that moment where I gave up and I said, I surrender all to God. And I think uh, I was ready to give up. And, but thankfully, God had me at the right place at the right time. So that way, when I said, I, I give it all, I surrender. I surrendered it to God and not to some form of the flesh or not to some other passion or desire. And so I think that Bible school is a very unique place. And I think it could be for the right individual that is in that place where, where they're battling between those two worlds of, of, of accepting the call of God or doing the will of God or not doing the will of God and accepting what their flesh and their own desires would have. And I believe in Bible school, the work of Bible school, not only in my life, um, but in every student that I've watched walking as a freshman and how they grow and develop in those four years and walk out as a senior, to me, it's, it's a testament to, to what God can do in the right environment. I believe Bible school is a great environment. We uh, recently took a trip and took a small group from IBC called Chosen uh, to Alaska. And the common thread that was, that was assumed uh, was every one of those uh, students on Chosen were preacher's kids. And everyone kept asking, so what church is your dad pastor? Or, or does your dad pastor, your, your mom and dad pastor? And people were shocked to find out that most of the students on Chosen were not preacher's kids. And, and I think it's because we, as in our, some people in our movement, have this idea that Bible school is for the preacher kid that feels a call to preach, or for someone that's got their whole life put together. And, and that's not necessarily what it is. I think it's for someone that is is serious about their relationship with God, yes, but someone that is asking, what, what else does God want me to do uh, outside of just having a strong relationship with Him? What does my ministry look like? Or does ministry 
is that fit in my future with what God has asked me to do? And so it was kind of exciting to say, no, some of these students, they don't pastor. They're, some of them don't have parents in church. Neither of their parents are in church. And, and that some of those students, that neither of their parents in church, and they didn't grow up in church. They've just been in church for a couple of years. It's amazing at the spiritual depth that they possess. And that's not by accident. That's, that's by a home church and mentors and leaders in their life that have invested into them and then encouraged them to come to Bible school. And then, then that student allowing others to invest and to pour into them. And, and so it uh, really takes both, I believe, the student that is hungry for more and then, of course, mentors and leaders that are willing to invest. Yeah. I think of the phrase that you've used often, which God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. And what you've said is a testament to that happening in your life, and you see it happening. God's invested. Uh, let's just change gears a little bit, though, and I'm curious, what do you do for fun in your off time? Well, I'm a hobby person. I love hobbies. My wife says, you have a new hobby every few months, and um, I don't, it's maybe not every few months, but uh, so I, I love to fly fish, and um, Eugene Wilson and myself, we have fly fished all over North America. Uh, trout live in beautiful places, and uh, so uh, they live in cold streams, clear water, usually mountains close by, and so I love to fish for trout. Uh, I, I, I like to fish for bass in my, in my backyard, don't get me wrong, but uh, there's something about catching a trout on a fly rod with a fly, knowing what that that uh, fish is feeding on it's a challenge and uh, it's one that I enjoy I love to hike uh, I love to to camp out uh, my family my wife is very kind she'll sleep in a tent and my boys love to camp I love to hunt as a matter of fact my oldest son and I are, are going up to back to Alaska on a hunt this fall and uh, we're very excited about that and uh, so I like to do a lot of outdoor things I uh, I, I do Whatever pops into my mind, whether it be leatherworking or knife making or, or anything, I, I enjoy. Uh, a lot of it revolves around outdoor activities, and so that's what I do to relax and unwind. Yeah. You have, a, of course, two sons, mm -hmm. a beautiful family. Tell us a little bit about what they mean to you and a little bit about your family. Well, my family's my life. My wife is my greatest support, and I rely upon her for everything. I wouldn't be who I am without her in my life, and she isn't just uh, a part of my ministry. Her and I minister together, and um, it's beautiful because uh, everything that we've ever done has been the two of us uh, stepping into a calling, a ministry uh, together, and we've walked side by side. and And I think uh, I think that's what has gotten us through good times and bad times is is knowing that we're there together not just my ministry, not her ministry, but our ministry together. Our boys have grown up in, in ministry. They know nothing else, we, um, and I'm thankful for that. There's been a lot of challenges, of course, growing up in minister's home, a pastor's home, a preacher's home, an evangelist, a, a, a campus pastor at a Bible college. There's been a lot of challenges, no doubt. And I think that there uh, is a price and a privilege. Uh, the, the price would be that mom and dad are are gone a lot. We're, we're constantly, um, you know, how ministry is. It's not just a nine to five job. It's 24 hours a day, sometimes seven days a week. And, um, and our boys have always been a part of our ministry. And, and I don't like to travel by myself. Very rarely do I ever travel to preach out, to go anywhere by myself. I, 
I, I want them with me. So if my wife can't go with me, the boys go with me or one of the boys. But usually all of us go. So when you get the galleons, you get all of us in a good or bad. And uh, my oldest son, he has identified with that traveling spirit. He wants to be an evangelist. He wants to be a missionary. He wants to see the world. And he's coming to IBC in the fall, so I'm very excited about that. And I believe God's got great things in store for his future. My youngest son, uh, Winston, is 15. And he is exploring what God uh, is, is doing in his life. He's very has strong convictions and strong principles. And, and so he's been exploring this idea of uh, but he's my creative one, so he moves from exciting ministry to exciting ministry on what God's going to do in his life. And uh, But they're different, and uh, but there's a lot that's the same. And I'm so thankful that God's blessed me with a great family, a family that understands ministry, and a family that's willing to to be a part and to travel and to meet new people. And uh, it's been a it's been a great life, a great a great time in the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful that God's given us these opportunities. It does sound like you've had an exciting life, and I wish we had time to just get into stories about hunting bears or moose or things like that, which you've got a lot of great stories. But you were in Alaska for a number of years pastoring, and I know that you've had seasons of tremendous challenge. How did you get through some of the difficult ones? Well, there's a simple answer, the grace and mercy of God, and uh, and, and a little bit of naivety. Uh, so my parents raised me with this idea that when you step into your ministry, your calling, it's, it's everything that you have. It's, it's your life. It's your energy. It's your passion. And uh, I think everyone is capable of going through great challenges, and, and we could even say dark moments, and, uh, and coming out, uh, being redefined on who you are and what you believe. I think it's where you pull your strength from and uh, you either check in spiritually or you check out spiritually and i think that's a mindset and uh, and so my wife was raised on the mission field and her family lived by faith my parents were home missionaries and and they know what it is to live by faith and so i think both my wife and i were raised in the right homes that when things were difficult when you felt isolated and cut off you you just checked in and and god helped you through and uh I would say that what we've encountered is nothing more than every minister has encountered and, and every preacher and wife have gone through, no doubt. And I, th I really think that it's, um, that's the proving ground. That's, you know, the trials are a part of the process, and without the trials, you, you, you're limited in your faith, and you, you truly have never seen what God can do. And so it's a part of the process that God molds and tempers and shapes us. And uh, so I, I'd have to say this, um, I wouldn't trade anything good or bad that I've gone through and uh, because it's part, it developed and it, it molded me. It's who I am today and, and I wouldn't be who I am without that. And I just thank God that he, he kept us and he, was, he walked with us. And, and you know, all the stories that uh, God has blessed us with uh, and, and the times I like to talk about hunting and fishing, et cetera. Uh, those stories cannot compare to what God has done for me spiritually and, and what God has allowed me to see in ministry. And whether in my ministry or, or being in close proximity of great men and great women in their ministry. And those stories to me are priceless. And God has allowed us to rub shoulders with incredible men and women. Some, some uh, their name may not be known, uh, 
around the world, but they are incredible men and women in my life. Thankful for that. Over the years, you've seen a lot of students come into Indiana Bible College. They come in at 18 or a little older as a freshman, and they leave four years later. And sometimes, surely, they're completely different. Other times, maybe you wish something had gone a little differently. But at the end of four years, what do you hope that a student leaves with or has become? Or what is it that you hope to instill into a student? You know, I think that that's a very critical age. If you look at statistics in America, we're losing that demograph and, and we're losing them in the church, not just the Pentecostal church, but in Christianity. They're walking away from their faith. And so when a student makes that decision that uh, not just to keep their faith, but to step above and beyond into a ministry, a calling of God, to me, that's exceptional. Uh, that's an individual that has a relationship with God that is that is far beyond their peers. And my goal is that every student that walks out four years later from Indiana Bible College, they know who they are as an apostolic. They have identified with with what the Word of God states and teaches. They They know the price that was paid by incredible men and women that have gone before us in ministry. And they carry that torch. They They walk with it and they will not let it drop. And these are young men and young women that I'm seeing that will, will take this gospel and probably, probably will take this gospel till the rapture happens. I, I feel that, of course, everyone does. We're living in the last days. And the generation that God has allowed to be alive in this last day is a generation that is well-equipped and I believe well-prepared. And hopefully all of us as ministers have a part in training and developing these men and women uh, that I believe are truly world changers. No question. Final question. Uh, you've really given your life away for investing in young people, and it doesn't, we don't even need to mention, you probably haven't gotten rich working at a Bible college, but you're here and you've given years of your life to this. Why do you do it? Uh, it's it's a I think it's a calling. I, there's no other way for me to describe it. It's um, when I accepted my call to preach, I told God I would go anywhere and do anything that He asked, and I've never I've never renegotiated that. And God, a long time ago, placed a burden in my heart for young people, and I thought I'd be a youth pastor all of my life. And then God closed that door, and I moved into pastoring, and I thought, well, this is what I'll do for the remainder of my ministry. And of course, God had another plan in coming to IBC. And I think the passion was always there. And I think, um, I think you, you can discredit it. Uh, you can always be unhappy with where you're at in ministry if you choose to go that path. Because I think all of us have an idea of, of what our life should be like, our ministry should be like, of where we want to end up. But I think if you could ever repress that and just say, God, whatever you design, I'll, I'll follow whatever path you have me on. I think that truly comes from, from the heart of God. And that's something that you really have to, you have to break a mindset. But I, I, I think the enemy would like to, to put upon us that we have to accomplish certain things and, and have certain things. And, and uh, now God's blessed my life. I'm blessed. There's no question about it. And, 
and, and I am blessed even more than just what, what I have. I'm blessed because God has allowed me to serve young people around the nation, uh, every state that you, that you could travel to. There are IBC alumni that I'm connected to, and that's an honor. And uh, I'm humbled by the fact that I have had a small part in hundreds of ministries that have went out from IBC. And every staff member of every Bible college can say the same thing. I've had a small part of ministers around the nation, around the globe. And wow, what an opportunity. And uh, I, I'm, I'm forever indebted. I'm indebted to Brother and Sister Mooney. I'm indebted to the Rodenbushes. I'm indebted to, to the ministry that God's allowed me to be a part of. And I thank God every day for opening up this door and allowing us to walk through it. It's, it's been a great honor. It's certainly an adventure walking by faith, and you've exemplified that, you and your family. And um, thank you for your example. Thank you for all you've done. Look forward to having you back on the podcast. Oh, thank you, Brother Brzezinski. It's always a pleasure.